catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning. I'm Jack Prater, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Out-of-state grandchildren of Florida residents are starting to see the results of a law passed last year that awards college students in-state tuition. But with just 350 waivers available statewide, the competition is stiff. I sat down with Fresh Take Florida's Nora O'Neill to talk about how she reported the story. Yeah, so this story um, is in regards to a law that Governor Ron DeSantis signed last summer. And it's, it's part of, the legislation was part of multiple laws that offered tuition breaks to various groups in Florida schools. So this one specifically um, provides in-state tuition to out-of-state applicants that have grandparents that are Florida residents. So the idea behind this is kind of to draw more people into the state. Um, there is an SAT eligibility. It's the 89th uh, national percentile. So drawing, you know, uh, high scoring, high performing students to the area, and hopefully they'll stay and join the workforce. So that's, that's the idea behind it. Um, and because acceptances are starting to go out to Florida, from Florida state schools, students are starting to figure out whether or not they will be one of the lucky out-of-state students that get this tuition waiver, but only 350 students will. And it's also, the waivers have been uh, divvied out, allocated among the 12 state universities, and each university did not get an equal amount of waivers too. So more students at some smaller schools will be getting the waivers and less students at some larger schools. So how did the state decide to divvy up these waivers? said that they decided to start with a base allocation of 10 waivers per university. So that's 120 out of the 350 waivers. From there, they decided to withhold 50 waivers, and then the other 180 were divvied up among the schools based on demand and enrollment, and the, the Board of Governors um, Chancellor was the one who decided that. But because there is a base allocation of 10 waivers, not every school has an equal, has an equal amount. So, for example, the new College of Florida has about 15 waivers per 1,000 students, while the University of Florida has fewer than one waiver per 1,000 students. So what exactly was their thinking in getting these out to smaller schools? They just said that if it was based solely on enrollment, some, some smaller schools would have received one or less waivers, and they wanted to ensure that each school had an opportunity to give out these waivers to students to attract these bright out-of-state students. Um, and then from there, some... Some schools didn't get many more than 10, whereas others got um, a lot more than 10. So how might this be a good thing for the state and also just Florida students? I mean, it, it is really good for out-of-state students that are wanting to come to in-state schools. Um, the difference between out-of-state and in-state tuition at the University of Florida is over $22,000 every year. So that's definitely incentive. And then also because you have to have grandparents in the state in order to apply for the waiver. Um, it's it's going to bring families together. They'll get to live in the state where their grandparents are, and I think that's a big incentive as well. Is there anything you wanted to add that we didn't touch on? Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to add was the University of West Florida in Pensacola was assigned 16 waivers in total for around 9,000 students. So that's twice as many per student as some bigger schools like UF and, and Florida State University. And UWF in the Panhandle is in the home district of Representative Pat Maney. And so he um, was pushing very hard for this legislation to be passed. He's the vice chairman of the House Higher Education Appropriations Subcommittee. 
So his, his jurisdiction fared very well, but he said he played no role in how the state university system allocated the waivers. That was Fresh Take Florida's Nora O'Neill on her latest story about a new Florida law which gives grandchildren of state residents a chance at in-state tuition prices. Now, let's get into some other top headlines. WFSU reports lawmakers on the Senate floor considered a dozen amendments Wednesday on a bill that would ban most abortions after 15 weeks. The measure has a few exemptions, including allowing an abortion after that time frame if it's medically required to save the pregnant person's life or to prevent serious harm but it requires a second opinion from another doctor. Miami Democratic Senator Annette Tadeo proposed an amendment that would do away with the second opinion requirement. Tallahassee Democratic Senator Lorraine Osley says getting an appointment with just one doctor can be hard for her constituents. I represent 10 rural counties where there is not one single OBGYN in the county. So this presents a very undue burden for those living in rural communities. Lawmakers also heard an amendment that would have created an exemption for survivors of rape, incest, and human trafficking, allowing them to seek an abortion after the 15-week mark. None of the proposed amendments, which were all put forward by Democrats, passed. A bill aimed at bolstering protections of tenants after an Orlando college student was killed last year is one step closer to becoming law, WMFE reports. Police say college student Mia Marcano was killed by a maintenance worker who used a master key to enter her apartment. The legislation requires a 24-hour notice to enter a tenant's unit and requires all apartment operators to establish policies safeguarding and tracking master keys. It would also require background checks and screenings of employees. A similar bill is making its way through the House and is close to a floor vote. One of the bill's sponsors, Orlando Democrat Linda Stewart, says the bill is, quote, a major win for the safety of all tenants. A visibly annoyed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis admonished a group of students for wearing face masks at an appearance, saying it was time to stop what he called this COVID theater. The Republican governor approached the students Wednesday and asked them to remove their masks as they waited for him at an indoor news conference at the University of South Florida in Tampa. DeSantis is running for re-election and is considered to be a potential 2024 GOP presidential candidate. A Florida man who went by the nickname The Monkey Whisperer has pleaded guilty to illegally transporting and selling primates, including a species considered endangered. Court records show that 57-year-old Jimmy Wayne Hammonds pleaded guilty Wednesday in Tampa Federal Court to violating the Endangered Species Act and Lacey Act. He faces up to eight years in prison. A sentencing date wasn't immediately set. Prosecutors say Hammonds operated a wildlife breeding business through which he tried to sell a capuchin monkey to a buyer in California and also sold endangered cotton top tamarinds to buyers in Alabama, South Carolina, and Wisconsin. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jack Prater, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.